everyone. Today, our enterprising visionary is Miss Monica Monk, and she is going to introduce herself. All right. Hey, y'all. So again, my name is Monica Monk. I'm the owner of Twisted Intimacy and a couple of other businesses as well, uh, Phoenix Crochet Designs, because I also crochet, and uh, co-owner of Mr. J Gaming. It's a card drinking game company. It's really fun. Yeah, Jack of all trades, Jack of all trades. <laughs> and I, my, my, I say that you have a purpose and you have a passion, right? With your purpose, it's something that you can do even on your worst day. And what I mean by that is like, if I feel tired, I'm still going to show up and get energized somehow because this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But like your passions are something that you do for fun. It's your creative outlet and things like that. They could be one and the same, but we can talk about that a little later. And for me, Twisted Intimacy is my purpose. It's something that I stumbled into and what it is, is I'm an intimacy and sensuality coach. So I take sensual body movement. I take sexual health education and blend all of that in a nice little pot. Actually, not a little pot. It's a big pot. And I turn this into something where specifically Black women and couples as well, where you can find love for yourself no matter what stage of intimacy, love, and sensuality you're in in your life. And I feel like that's important because especially in the Black community, we don't talk about this enough. We don't talk about our bodies. We don't talk about how we should care for ourselves from the inside out. And we also don't talk about like communication skills, how mm -hmm. we could better ourselves in that aspect. Mm -hmm. And that's where I come in because I'm pretty much sharing my experiences, the research, like all of the things, all of this knowledge that's in my head and anything that I'm guided to say, that's what Twisted Intimacy is all about. And as I grow, that's that's how this business grows as well. And as you can see, I'm I'm really fired up when I'm talking about this. And it's one of those things for me that I truly feel that the more that I share, the more knowledge that's out there, the more people won't won't need things like this anymore. Yeah. Because right now it's it's something in my opinion that's been missing for a long time. So yeah. I probably be around for a while. Yeah. But it's it's something that's needed. And my goal is for you not to need me anymore. Mm -hmm. That is the true goal. Because mm -hmm. I don't just want your money. Money, mm -hmm. money's nice. Money helps me. But <laughs> I, I really want to see you succeed and be able to figure out these things on your own because we're all different. That's true. That is true. Okay, that was a lot to digest, and I definitely am taking it in because I definitely have communication problems with my husband. So, the first question is. As a virtual entrepreneur with a unique and sometimes taboo industry niche, what are some of the experiences you're having? <laughs> taboo and niche is very correct um, in describing what I do. Because a lot of people, like, uh, I guess a challenge would be uh, um, the assumptions, right? People assume that I'm the one that hosts the erotic play parties or I'm the one that, that does porn or, mm -hmm. or things like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. There are a lot of people that I, I could probably introduce y'all to that, that does that and it's, and it works for them. But for me, I'm on the education side of things. I'm on the coaching side of things. I'm my, my challenge for everyone else is to be more open-minded 
when it comes to talking about these taboo subjects because you have to first question why is it taboo mm -hmm. yes. especially again for black women why is it so taboo for us to talk about our bodies and what we experience and some traumas we we go through growing up uh things we go through in the everyday workplace mm -hmm. it's all connected at the end of the day mm -hmm. So that's challenge number one. <laughs> uh, challenge number two is being able to have connection with everything that I'm doing. Because when you are niched down, sometimes uh, people want you for a specific thing, even mm -hmm. though you can do multiple things. And as entrepreneurs, we want to wear all the hats and do all the things. We want to say, um, I specialize in twerking but I could do life coaching too and it becomes a challenge when it's like with with, with uh trying to find your customers because you don't want to confuse them so I've noticed that how how I'm finding this that solution is by if somebody's asking for twerk classes or something like that I tell them okay I teach that bam if somebody is just asking what I do in general, I tell them about my coaching and things like that. And as we start talking about things, that's when I start bringing up, yeah, I can teach you how to move your body. I can teach you about these positions mm -hmm. and teach you about toys and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like you have to know who you are targeting your offer towards. Mm -hmm. I learned that very recently. Yes, that is true. Um, I <laughs> grew up I would say in a very progressive yes, yes. family, very progressive. Mm -hmm. We talked about sex all the time. My grandmother mm -hmm. was a social worker and she worked okay. in child protective services. So it was very important to her for us to know these are inappropriate touches and, mm -hmm. you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of. This is your body, that type of thing. We knew the proper words for it, all of that stuff. So I think that um, a lot of people do have some disconnects and it, it rears its head in their relationships because they don't know how to say what makes them feel good. They don't know how to um, be open with the person, things like that. So definitely needed, definitely needed, especially in our culture. Right, right. And I think the last challenge I've, I've been facing is just making sure that I am using the correct terminology mm -hmm. and, um, and can offer the generalized advice because I'm not a therapist or counselor or doctor. Mm -hmm. I make, if anyone's taking a class with me, you know, I say that all the time. I'm not any of those things and I would redirect you accordingly. But what I'm here to do is tell you guys and give you guys the resources to what I personally tried or what I personally have seen somebody else try. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. <clears throat> Apologize. Okay. But it's one of those things where I think a lot of times we try to gatekeep the things that work for us mm -hmm. and we won't tell people until we are fully across the finish line. And like with me, I'm very open about uh, my journey so far. And with me being open, I, you have to be able to be vulnerable because believe it or not, that's actually what intimacy means mm -hmm. um, and how I define it. Mm -hmm. If you really want to break it down, it's being able to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things that's really important for me. And um, I'm going to continue like researching and gaining the knowledge and posing the questions because as I like, this is not just for a little bit of background about me. This is not what I majored in in college. This, mm -hmm. On the flip side of things, I was a computer science major. Mm -hmm. And 
And uh, I did do human computer interaction. So I took a couple of psychology courses, but that's about it. Like all of this stuff that I've been doing, it's from a, um, I took a sexual health um, a certification. So I have that and I've just books, like all the books. Yeah. <laughs> and I've just been having to do my own research and having more open conversations with people about like, hey, have you heard this? Or again, start questioning our bodies and why are we prescribed birth control for PMS symptoms? And that's only a band-aid solution if it even works. Right. So it's, you know, it's stuff like that. But yes. I I could I could continue with that subject. But yeah, but that, I, I would say that we understand. Yeah. Definitely understand. I know that is one of the major purposes of this podcast and of my business is to be transparent about what we're going through. I mean, people can see on my my timeline all the time when I'm depressed or when I'm excited and when I'm going to all the networking things um, so that they can get a real accurate picture of what it means to build your business. Isn't that you're going to make a million dollars in six months? It is some hard. I mean, you could, but it's some hard work before that. Oh, oh, something. oh I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Like a lot of people want to talk about how they got started early in their entrepreneur career. And they'll talk about, yeah, I was homeless and I was sleeping in my car. And then uh, I invested $10,000 in myself. Follow me now. And now I, I'm here making six figures every year. My question is, you said you were homeless living in your car. What? get ten thousand dollars from like they don't you had good credit he still had good credit look maybe i don't know but i i hate when people do that because now i know you're only trying to sell to me uh these get rich quick type of webinars or workshops or course or whatever you're not really telling me like hey you know what i had to actually work three jobs mm -hmm. living in my car yeah. and i i had to live a life where it was way below my means like way 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 below and da, da 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 like you know like I need more backstory like that because it, it is very rare where somebody has ten thousand dollars laying around for them to invest mm -hmm. and I know for me because like when I start talking to um, my students or clients and things like that we just naturally start talking about business I don't know what it is like but I love that how I attract like um, people that want to start a business or have a business um, and they just want, you know, somebody to help massage like the idea or whatever. And I would rather share with people like, hey, you know what, this is what I learned. Like, and here's how I got there, like specifically, because I'm not going to sit there and give you advice on something that A, I have no, I know nothing about or B, where I think it might help, but it's just like, people just want to give you advice to give you advice about something that's like like that's not really going to help me it's like it's not constructive and it's not yeah. conducive to anything yes right yeah definitely understand that definitely understand that <laughs> um my next question is um i met you on saturday at a networking event that we attended and you shared your story about mm -hmm. how you chose yourself in this path so can you give us a little synopsis of that Oh, yes, yes, yes. So uh, it was 20. Actually, I could kind of take it back. It My journey really started, I want to say 2015-ish. 
And I take it back then because I recently started um, thinking about like, I actually was thinking about that event and I was like, you know what? I actually was about, was on this journey anyway, but it's a lot sooner. But anyways, so um, 2015, I was in a relationship, uh, actually 2014, 2015, and it was a five-year relationship. That relationship really brought out my shadows in the sense of the light that I have was dimmed so much. Like the person that you are speaking with right now is not the same person that was back back in 2014, 2015. And it wasn't until I really got the sign like, hey, you need to leave or you one of y'all going to jail. That because it was getting bad. I, I didn't share that part um, on Saturday, but we were fighting all the time, not physically, but had I stayed, it probably would have gotten yeah. to that point. And I had to do what was best for me and what made me feel good. I, I And this is just anybody out there. Don't stay in a relationship just because society tells you that because you are in your late 20s, early 30s or whatever, that you need a man or you need to be married or you need to have a child and things like that. No, you need to do what's best for you at that time. Mm -hmm. And I did what was best for me. So I got out and I had my glow up. I was I I looked good. I was starting to feel good, started taking pictures and stuff like that. Then COVID happened. And that really made you go and look at your shadows <laughs> and be with yourself. So I chose to use that time period to really do a lot of healing. And in that, I um, was also attending a lot of toy parties, learning about sexual health things. And uh, also my friend had invited me to these workshops where it talked about different things regarding sex and things like that. And I'm, I was down to learn. And I was like, all right, cool. But I started putting the numbers together because I already had my crochet business and this business, like I tell y'all, I did not plan for this, but I saw the numbers in that workshop and I know how much I paid for it. And the math started mathing and I started thinking, I was like, wait, people are really paying to learn stuff like this. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I also was taking yoga at the time. And I was like, well, what, how can we combine all of this stuff together? And that's how Twisted Intimacy was born. Like it was literally born because I was in a yoga class and mm -hmm. it just came to me like this should be a thing. Mm -hmm. And there have been a lots of ups and downs with this business, but I am so thankful and grateful to where I am in this business because I now know what I have to do and how to navigate this and the things I, I need to be talking about and the products and services I should be offering. Because in the beginning, I was trying to make something work that wasn't what I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And the way that I'm going now, like this, it only goes up from here. So that's pretty much how. That is an awesome story. I want to equate the staying in a relationship that no longer serves you with clients as well not every oh. client is for you all money ain't good money if oh, yeah. it does not serve you say thank you and move on <laughs> yes and it really helps especially if you are a service-based business actually no product too but mostly service-based businesses 
if you can have like an application process that really helps. Oh, look, look, I'm passing on the gems that I learned. If you have an application process, you can easily filter out uh, if you if uh, if a client isn't right for you. And I would definitely um, recommend, like, let's say that you may not personally want to work with that client, but you may have something um, that you like a one to one might not work. But maybe one of your courses would be more beneficial. Yeah. You can do that type of recommendation because, mm -hmm. oh, trust me, I've been there. And mm -hmm. I usually tell people, like, I know I'm not for everybody. I'm not trying to convince the conservative Christian that uh, you should come and get one-to-one one -one coaching with me because I want to make sex a, I want to make you comfortable with saying that out loud. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not about to do that. Like, <laughs> that's more stressful than anything. <laughs> Definitely understand that. Definitely understand that. I have have had some days. Um, and even when we were in the um networking event, somebody was like, "Oh, I need a social media specialist," and I was like, "I can find you one, because <laughs> that is not something I do." <laughs> so right. you have to know how to stay in your lane. You have to know what it is that you want to do, what you're comfortable with, because you don't want to be doing all the things for everybody. Right, because you can't. You can't say that I, my, for my my business, I serve everybody. That's not true. Because right. you will be tired. Yes. <laughs> and frustrated. Very frustrated. Okay. So what financial considerations have been crucial for you, especially in your startup phase? Um, let's see. So right now, um, I set, told myself this year in particular, I will be more intentional with what I'm investing my money into, whether it's a networking group, whether it's courses, um, whoever, whatever, whatever service, right? Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning, I was like, I was so forward thinking that I was buying toy products. I was uh, uh, trying to create like t-shirts and also like, I was just investing. Oh, I was investing in a space with no clients. Like, why, why, why? maybe that's one of your questions. Why am I virtual? That is why I'm virtual. <laughs> that's why I'm virtual. Because like, you'll get a lot of people that will say they'll come to the things and mm -hmm. then you offer the things because people don't think like that. Like, they don't right. think like- They'd be embarrassed oh. that someone will see them there. That or to the fact that just people- may not have either the time or may may be one of those customers that will say yes to the things but not follow through mm -hmm. and that's a whole different topic but uh financially i told myself this year i would be more intentional which 75 percent of this year i was there was one instance that i would say i would regret because i spent a, a big chunk of money on something mm -hmm. and i'm not seeing the return on my investment and yeah. I am I'm going to make the most of it but I know I'm not renewing because that I I was presented with something and it was literally something else and mm -hmm. I was a little I'm just like check your paperwork maybe you can get a refund <laughs> no unfortunately I'm sorry yeah yeah I know for me this year, I was, my, my main goal was to get out of my comfort zone and network more. And I did. Ooh, okay. Okay. I literally did. I, um, I have been all over the, the polar East coast. 